0: Yo, what up, Street talks there, Kim. All right, so this is just a quick video I wanna make on just some personal thoughts on depression, anxiety, stuff like that. So, first and foremost, I can only speak for my experiences. I'm not gonna talk for you and t- not talk about your condition, but I'm just gonna use this chance to, I guess philosophize about myself, my mind, and stuff like that. So, some theories. The first theory I had was, I wonder if, you know, for us humans, depression is a a physiological thing, which means originating in the body. Because certainly, um, you know, from what I understand, it does seem that when people talk about like depression being a physiological thing, it's like, quite literally, you cannot move, you can't get out of bed, and you're not motivated. And the, the notion of motivation is interesting because, to be motivated literally means to move. So if you don't have the energy or the power or the desire or the force or the willpower to move, then certainly you're not motivated, right? And uh, to be motivated literally means to walk. And so, Having, not having the energy or the willpower to walk or move, that's, let's say that's the, the definition of depression, right? So certainly it must somehow originate in our bodies. Now, I think the modern way of thinking about depression is somehow that, you know, something in your brain is kind of defunct. Like imagine if your brain is running on Windows 95 and has all these bugs and stuff like that, that somehow it is your fault that you have a bug in your head, and then you know we try to fix the bug by you know doing medication stuff like that, or you know whatever it may be. Um, but I know for myself, in the times in the past where I've been really depressed, anxious, or melancholy, and this is also where I find it interesting is that the notion of like cocoa depression is quite a modern one. What what goes back a lot further in terms of history is studying uh, melancholy. A melon, melus, meaning dark or bad, coli, colia I think it was the liver or something. So I think, I think the, the ancient notion of melancholy was kind of this notion of black bile somehow being in your system, We've, we now know that's not, that's not real. But I think with depression, it kind of manifests in everybody a little bit di- differently. And whenever a lot of us talk about depression, we all mean to say the same thing, but we all approach it a little bit differently, right? And so, uh, some some basic thoughts. So the first one is, I guess, support supposedly the the more stoic thought. So our homeboy Marcus Aurelius up here. So depression being like I think there's so many different types of things to unpack right so like there's kind of like depression anxiety so anxiety meaning like you're fearful of just like leaving the house or doing anything so that's a form of anxiety which i think could be probably overcome by stoic training by mental training like reading like Marcus Aurelius's meditations or the epistles of Seneca letters from a stoic any of the stoics all the stoics are good because that's about overcoming loss aversion, risk aversion, and stuff in life. So that's anxiety and certainly if anxiety you feel the the heartbeat and the physiological symptoms it must be physiological meaning it starts from the body and Considering that our body is more ancient than the mind then that means that perhaps anxiety is a physiological condition and My personal thoughts on medication, like once again, I can't speak for you, but at least for myself, the reason why I would never take medication or I would never give medication to my dad or my mom or my future kids and stuff like that is because my thought is, I mean, I think it works. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doubtful that it doesn't work, but it's also kind of the reason I don't use a belt when I'm lifting weights or when I'm deadlifting, is that it could end up becoming a crutch in the long term, and it also depends on like how how far you're thinking. Right, it ends up becoming a crutch, and also there could be all these other hidden side consequences that we don't know of yet. But all obviously, this is all highly dependent. Like if you if you're you know, for example, if I was like highly highly like suicidal or something like that, yeah, then maybe taking a bunch of uh, medicines might be good for me, but. I still think that when it comes to, um, you know, depression, uh, another th- another thought I had was, just for myself, like, thinking about, like sometimes I could get just like really irrationally, like angry, and and then this, this is another thing I find interesting about anger. If I could be angry or I could be really, really sad and depressed, I'd actually choose anger because at least with anger, I'm motivated to move. So with anger, I want to go out i want to punch a wall punch concrete walls i want to lift weights i want to run around and actually doing that stuff does make me feel better now it doesn't necessarily cure the cause of my anger which is obviously a lot more complex but i'm also starting to think that like often the reasons why i feel angry is that i feel somebody else is culpable for the way i think and i feel and my condition and you kind of want some sort of revenge. So, even Homer calls revenge sweeter than honey, right? So, I think there's actually something in our human DNA that is kind of tied into our sense of justice, is that we like revenge, right? Is that, you know, someone kills your brother, you want to kill their brother. And then, you know, you want to call it, you know, you want to even that out. So, certainly there is desire of revenge, in our systems and I think oftentimes when you get angry or you know stuff like that is that you think that some sort of unjust injustice has been done onto you and you want to take it out on others but sometimes when there's no one else to actually take it out on we end up taking it on ourselves and then therefore we become the victims of our own abuse which is, is obviously not a good thing and so generally what I advocate for is when it comes to depression, anxiety, you know, anger, to just kind of be very specific because everyone manifests it in a different ways. So even truth be told, whenever I feel really angry and stuff like that, maybe I don't want to call it depression because there's too many different people with different symptoms. Maybe like, I prefer maybe the notion of like melancholy because to just feel very melancholy is just to feel very, very sad. And you know it's, it's kind of okay to feel sad. Like even for us guys, you know we're we're generally taught that you know we shouldn't feel sad and bad and stuff like that. But my my whole gist is perhaps it's better to allow yourself to feel sad when when the occasion is because like even Achilles when Patroc- um his best friend Patroclus is killed, right? He's crying and weeping for like ever. Same thing with Odysseus when his you know, he goes to the shore and he cries every single day for 40 days and stuff like that. And so, for a man, or for anybody, to cry is okay, you know, it's, it's okay, it's, it's natural for us to cry. And even the, the greatest heroes in history have cried. And... And certainly, if we think about the ancients, um, them talking about melancholy, right? I think, once again, because the word depression is so modern, we're not really gonna get down to it maybe for another like 300 years or so. So I would just uh, personally suggest, and this is just like what I do for myself is, I try to overcome my fear, my anxiety, my feelings of guilt. Uh, What's helped me studying Stoic philosophy not calling it depression, but calling it more melancholy or anger. Uh, Rereading some of the ancient epics, like the the Iliad, the Odyssey, Epic of Gilgamesh, and look at the real human emotions that these heroes had. So if they had those emotions all the way back then, like 5,000 years ago or 2,000, 10,000 years ago, whatever it is, and we still feel them now, certainly they're kind of like innate human emotions which are totally okay. And maybe it's also part of it is to not deny our human emotions is that there's a hidden intelligence why we have emotions and why we feel a certain way and we should continue to accept them and then kind of stare it in the face and just like looking at emotions like what is this emotion trying to tell me? And knowing that there's some sort of hidden intelligence to our emotions and to our melancholy but generally speaking also knowing that you know, studying philosophy is useful, but also training your body is useful. So I know the more I train my body, the less depressed, anxious, fearful, risk-averse I am, the less melancholy I am, and also when in doubt, sometimes it's good to just go on a walk. So this won't solve your life problems, but it certainly helped me.